0: Good morning, my brothers and sisters. It is August the 20th, 2020, and it's the 160th day of the virus. And today, in our chronological march through the New Testament, we leave John chapter 6 and we go to Matthew chapter 15. And chronologically, they say that's next. And this is a conflict with the Pharisees and the scribes. So let's read. This is John 15, chapter 15 verse 1, Then the Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not not wash their hands when they eat. And he answered them, And why do you, uh uh-oh, Jesus answers a question with a question, break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? So we see as we start here, we have a conflict between religious people, Pharisees and scribes, and some sort of offense that Jesus' disciples have committed, which is to not wash their hands. Now this was not a commandment for uh, regular people, it was a commandment for priests, and uh, the idea was that they would be uh, ceremonially clean, um, but it wasn't a commandment for the uh, proletariat, for the regular person. But they sort of misapplied, they expanded the commandment from just the priests to everybody. Now let's just say one thing about uh, tradition. And there is something of value from the what I call the dead old guys. Um, but we have to recognize they're not Jesus. They're not the Bible. Um, so take them for what they're worth, but don't make the main thing uh, not the main thing, and don't make the not the main thing the main thing. And then uh, verse 3, a warning uh, always sort of gird your loins when Jesus answers a question with a question. And then he's going to explain why he asks him this question about breaking the commandments of God. So he is calling these religious and righteous people lawbreakers, which be extraordinarily offensive uh, to them because they spend their whole lives trying to be, you know, perfect. Verse 4, For God commanded, Honor your father and mother. It's in the Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter 20. So this is the tennis ball match back to the Old Testament. And he quotes the Old Testament here. Honor your father and mother. And in Exodus 21, Whoever reviles his father and mother must surely die. And so this is... God putting fathers and mothers in charge of children, uh, in charge of young people, and we're talking about rebellion against this order of God where a young person would revile and dishonor and curse his mother and father, and uh, righteously that person uh, must die. Wow, verse 4. Sort of an inconvenient verse from Exodus chapter 21. But you say, so this is the sneaky thing they're trying to do. But you say, if anyone tells his father and mother, what you have gained from me is given to God. So they had this principle called Korban, which is, if I take this vow to God, then I'm not obligated to care for you. It's kind of like their sneaky way of getting out of the whole social security system of that particular society it's a rationalization at best and of interest I think it's interesting that it's not that they're keeping the money they're actually still giving the money and they're even giving the money to church but God says no this is a commandment a principle that I want you to honor your father and mother with your money and even more than giving it to the to the church so I thought that was interesting that they're not keeping the money. So verse 6, he need not honor his father for the sake, and here's the here's the condemnation of Jesus. So for the sake of your tradition, the tradition of men, you have made void the word of God. Oh no. And then you hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophecy of you. So now he's claiming an, a prophecy from Isaiah in Isaiah 29 and claiming this and saying this prophecy is about you. And by the way, it's not a very good prophecy. Verse 8, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. So here we find the, the we're going to go to the source now of why would we uh, for the sake of our tradition make void the word of God. Well, that's a problem of the heart and here He says the symptom of it is we we can still honor with our lips But the but the distance think about the physical distance so a heart that is far from the Lord is Lip honoring, but it's not worship he's, he's defining what worship is here. I think this is a good definition of worship is a heart that is near And how do we find a heart that is near? We find one that elevates uh, the word of God. So a couple of conclusions. Let us not fundamentally discount the revelation of God. God clearly says, Exodus, top ten commandments, uh, do this. And they're saying, well, I got a better idea. This is the way I think th- this should be done, and it's elevating the principle of man above the revelation of God. Just, it's a bad thing. And I just love uh, this today about where is your heart? What is the distance of your heart? Worship equals a heart that is close to God, and worship, uh, in verse nine, is, is even for the, for the preachers, teaching doctrines that are correct, not the commandments of man, the commandments of the lord and let's not make void the word that's what we do when we commit this error is we actually make void the word of god say "Uh -uh, no lord i don't think so so it's a sobering word for us today stay let's stay close to the word by listening here today i think you're you're doing that and i'm hoping to as well and you know the lord does love hearts that are far But not just because they're far, it's because he wants them to come home. So let's value the word. Let's hold it near our heart um, and elevate it higher than any ideas of man. Let's recognize it as authoritative and bring our hearts that may be far. Let's bring them near today. Amen.